for more than a week now we've been watching this heart-rending pictures coming out of Turkey and Syria more Turkey and Syria because the impact of the earthquake which has been caused this is one of the most earthquake prone zones in the world as often happens caused by the Anatolian fault this has been felt a lot more in turkey it's also true that that much news is not coming out of syria because of syria's own problems syria's governance problems internal strife etc etc especially in the region of idli but devastation is more in turkey uh, also a lot more people have died in turkey as we are speaking i would say on conservative estimates more than 50000 people have died about Two-thirds of those are in Turkey. Now, Turkey is not your quintessential disaster state. Disaster state in the sense that it is prone to having many natural disasters, earthquakes, sometimes forest fires, sometimes other kinds of disasters, even snowstorms. To that extent, it is disaster prone. But it's not a typical disaster country in the sense that this is not a very poor or a poor, even poor by any definition, and crowded country because those are countries and cities where you might have, if a disaster strikes them, natural disaster strikes them, you might see a lot of damage. Turkey is actually quite a rich country. Turkey has a per capita income, nominal, not PPP, nominal per capita income of nearly $11,000. That is five times, at least five times as much as India's per capita GDP. Turkey's total GDP is almost a trillion dollars on a population of just over eight and a half crores. At eight and a half crores, it's among the biggest countries in the Middle East. Egypt is 10 crores, Turkey is eight and a half crores, then you have Iran, Iraq, etc., etc., etc. It's a very large country. It's also very much a country inhabited by one dominant race, it has Kurds who, who are about 19% for whom there is always a problem with Turkish regimes. But Turkey itself is almost fully Sunni Islamic and a very powerful country, a rich country which is a member of NATO. Now again a peculiar country because only 3% of Turkey falls in Europe. But Turkey is an Asian country with a European pretense right and turkey has done this quite successfully not just under erdogan for the last 20 years but even before that what is the reason turkey looks so badly hit by this earthquake first of all nobody can stop an earthquake nobody can predict an earthquake anybody who says anybody who says that i can predict an earthquake is a follower of one of those babas and and charlatans who 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 who, who grab islands and declare their own own kingdoms etc etc nobody can predict an earthquake not yet also when an earthquake hits you there is very little you can do if our house catches fire you can run away if a flood comes you can escape and earthquake gives you no warning. So what is the only protection against earthquake? The only protection against earthquake is to be conscious all the time if you're in a quake prone zone, particularly as this part of Turkey is because these are regions along the Anatolia fault. Then you have to be conscious and you have to then build this into your construction system, into the way you build your buildings, houses, uh, infrastructure, highways, even your runways. That is something that say a country like Japan has done so beautifully. Japan has gets much stronger earthquakes. If this was 7.8, 7.9, Japan gets got Japan's last one was 9.1. You know how earthquake calculation goes up with every every 
every point to the decimal it does not go up by just that much it goes up by a multiple that is too complex for me to explain but it just becomes 8.4 is enormously stronger than 8.3 it is not just point point uh, point 1 point stronger right uh, that calculation maybe some other expert one of our somebody from our science bureau will figure out for you but turkey has these big losses and you've seen these buildings reduced to rubble at discount nearly of the 170000 buildings surveyed in the earthquake the most earthquake hit area of turkey nearly 30000 almost 30000 that is almost almost 17 to 18 out of 100 they are reduced to rubble or they are severely damaged damaged unfit for habitation they may fall any time maybe next time there is an aftershock they may fall which means these buildings are a write off so nearly 30000 big buildings sizable buildings out of 170000 that's nearly one fifth in a very rich country and most of these are not old buildings in fact you will find that in many of these cases ancient buildings survive most of these are newer buildings in fact most of these buildings have been built in the last 20 years which is erdogan years which is the nub of what we are talking about that is corruption and earthquakes because i will also quote to you a couple of studies that show that corruption causes more deaths in earthquakes now if you look at all that then you wonder less as to why turkey a rich country rich developed country very high ratings on human development index very high human development index ratings of 0.838 or something which is very high ranking is 48 in the world again very very high just under the top countries of europe etc in spite of that this country suffered such severe damage and now there is a widespread belief and a lot of data is coming out that that tells us that much of this is because of corruption in the erdogan era now many things have happened in the erdogan era with corruption you might say that look all said and done this may be however flawed it is it is a democracy so opposition will always blame the ruling party even for an earthquake right nobody can create an earthquake nobody can prevent an earthquake so earthquake aa gaya act of god mai kya karu but it's not just that did your country follow your rich country at least five times as rich as india on a per capita basis and incredibly good human development indicators european style european style western european style human development indicators in many areas right if a country like that also suffer this kind of damage this kind of deaths and also also this kind of destruction that tells you something has gone wrong and now i'm reading a lot of experts a lot of global media and that is telling us that a lot that much of it is a consequence of the corruption cronyism etc that has taken place under erdogan and undo erdogan is now under pressure he's now under pressure and it's showing in his responses and as strong men of the nationalist right always do he's also using counter attack as a form of defense so he's calling all those who criticize him either for corruption that led up to bad construction or shoddy relief work his relief teams did not appear for 48 hours after the earthquake they were shell shocked and i will tell you something else that happened with them in just a minute and you will understand why and why people are angry so they are criticizing him he has called them dishonorable he's called them dishonorable he's trying to rally his base into saying that see just at a time of national disaster over which i had no control these guys are attacking me they are trying to take political advantage of it this is an old playbook of the strongman ruler of the nationalist right 
we know that whether that will work or not we don't know but the fact is that there was another earthquake not as severe as this but quite severe which which cost about 18 to 19000 lives in turkey that was 1999 it was the supposed shoddy response to that earthquake that led to the defeat of the incumbent then and and erdogan won a majority on the promise of removing corruption etc etc and saying that all this earthquake deaths were a lot of these would have been prevented if there was less corruption in our building system our construction system our infrastructure system etc 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 so he had come into power on the promise of removing that corruption on the other hand what has happened from whatever i read looks like exactly the opposite has happened so there's an article which i'm sharing with you from context.news that that's a thomson reuters platform and this is an article article by john hemming and he says it look while 100 more than 100 have been arrested uh, a lot of the people erdogan's critics are now saying that this is all the fault of erdogan and the kind of cronyism has built because he's then not enforced any building laws because this is a severe earthquake prone zone and it's not as if you cannot build mostly safe structures in severe earthquake prone zones see how the japanese do it right but in his case while turkey could have done it he has waived a lot of these regulations obviously allegedly for consideration and that is what has led to poor quality construction so he quotes fereb artekin who is a left wing columnist in a, from a left wing publication birgun it's a newspaper b i r g u n and i quote directly from fereb artekin the columnist quote the murderer is not the earthquake but those who turn the cities into mass graves in the name of urban transformation those whose signatures are at the bottom of every building approval now environment minister of turkey who's murad kurum he himself as he himself had confirmed four days back right four days back he had confirmed that nearly 25000 buildings have been reduced to rubble from that i have now made made a projection of at least 30000 and i am being quite conservative now erdogan came to power in 2002 but between 2012 and 2022 that's been his glory era that's when his power kept on rising and rising and rising and he did funny things to his constitution his election system to his opposition to civil society etc etc to make himself into a classical elected dictator not that different from putin at this point of time still different from putin putin is much bigger is a much bigger dictator but he hasn't quite got there but he's been getting there so it was it was during this period that turkey also saw a construction boom big construction boom so turkey's big growth erdogan's big success was built around a construction boom skylines of his country's cities were changing it is also the period when his country fell on the transparency international's corruption index in fact it fell from 54th out of 174 to 101 his popularity however kept on rising because turks thought their country was really really growing and the pillar of that perceived success in turkey was construction and that's how erdogan and his akp akp party continued ruling but the fact is that this unraveled much too quickly this unraveled much too quickly now with the earthquake because this earthquake has shown everything or many things that have gone wrong under a near or quasi dictatorial regime so there is a quote again from an opposition leader that is 
Kemal Ketra Doglu, who says, and I quote, the collapse is the result of systemic rentier politics. So what is rentier politics? In 2007, new rules were enforced by Erdogan's administration demanding or enforcing quake-proof construction in quake-prone areas. Good idea. 2018, these rules were further enforced. That is all right. You followed the 2007 rules. But now if you construct, you have to build even more columns and beams to make your houses or your buildings or your apartment complexes or your commercial complexes even safer in earthquakes. Right? The same year, however, the government did something else. Makes you wonder if these rules were being modified or strengthened all the time to make living in Turkey's quake-pro zones safer or was it being done to seek more rent? So 2018, strict rules were enforced, brought in in 2007. In 2018, these rules were made even stricter. The same year, the same year, think about it, the same year, Turkish government announced an amnesty. Which means if meanwhile all these years you haven't followed these rules, doesn't matter. Even if even if you haven't followed the rules of 2007, it doesn't matter. You, you can just pay us a fee and you'll be okay. Now, you could pay a fee and get an amnesty and maybe with the fee also pay something under the table to somebody. I'm sure it worked like that. That's how rent, seek, that's how rent seeking governance works. I'm sure it worked like that and nobody in the world now believes that that is not the case. You might have got that immunity for money by paying it over the table or under the table or most likely both over the table and under the table. But you know what? You might have got the immunity but nobody told God who controls earthquakes, right? Because God doesn't care who gives you immunity. Only God can give you immunity. And also nobody told the, and, and also nobody told the East Anatolian fault. And why should East Anatolian fault care? Because you are not going to drop money into that fault and the fault has no and the fault is geology the earth has no no use for money so so this idea of having strong rules fantastic i have the world's best rules for construction in a quake prone zone but if you don't follow the rules you can pay money you can pay money to my government so in the so in the first amnesty turkish government actually earned 3 billion dollars as amnesty fees and if that was the official fee you can imagine what the cutbacks or what the under the table payments might have been so as a result these really bad constructions carried on for this first amnesty how many people applied think about it 10 million people that is one crore people it's a population of eight and a half crores in turkey 10 million people applied three billion i told you three billion dollars was the revenue as a result more than a half of the 13 million buildings in Turkey today are believed to be in contravention of these earthquake regulations. Amnesties were very, very popular. People were very happy. You see, routinely in India also we have amnesties. Their bijlika bill maaf, your electricity, electricity bill is written off or your penalties for your house tax, property tax are written off as was done in Delhi. Power bills are now routinely waived off by states, but those are those are those are bad write-offs. All write-offs are bad, but write-offs on safety that you have violated safety regulations, construction regulations, and then you can pay money and carry on as usual. That doesn't work like that. In fact, these amnesties were so popular and so lucrative. 
officially and unofficially for the exchequer as well as for the ruling party and the politicians and and and, and the bureaucrats they are so popular that Erdogan administration had planned yet another amnesty that amnesty had already been finalized announced this was right now going through the parliamentary processes for passing that is when the earthquake hit because gods also at some point they get fed up they see you doing this stuff over and over and over and over again and ultimately ultimately god gods no matter what you believe who you believe in whatever that big power is divine power is does not like arrogance so arrogance does ultimately get punished unfortunately unfortunately tens of thousands of innocent turks in this case are paying the price for it there's also a growing sense right now among well-informed people that this could also break Erdogan's momentum because already his economy has not been doing well. I told you he's got very good per capita income. He's got a very he's got a very prosperous population. But the fact is that today's inflation rate has moderated. Mark my words. It has moderated substantially. Mark my words. Moderated substantially to how much? to 57.5% on an annualized basis, 57.5%. Our inflation goes above 6%, stays above 6%. We get so hassled. Our Reserve Bank gets so overactive, so proactive, raising interest rates all the time because they want to kill that inflation. They have to keep that between the 4 to 6% band. In Turkey, in Erdogan's Turkey, an inflation across 2022 averaged across the year more than 75% peaking to 85 plus percent in the month of October. In fact, for all of 2022, it stayed above 75% every month on an annualized basis. But for five months, July, August, September, October, November, it stayed above 80%. It peaked at 85%. So when I say 57%, it has indeed moderated to 57%, but that's because it had gone to 85%. Can you imagine 85% annualized inflation? And in the middle of all this, Erdogan has been running the government his own way because he thinks he's so powerful, monetary policy doesn't matter to him. So as his inflation goes up, he actually forces his central bank governor to cut the inflation rate. Anywhere in the world, when inflation goes up, central banks raise interest rates. He cuts interest rates, right? He cuts interest rates. His currency weakens even more. In 2017, the lira, Turkish lira was about 3.4 to a dollar on an average. Today, it is 18.7, 18.8 to a dollar. So in five years, lira, lira has lost so much value. 2017, five years back, 340 lira would have bought you a hundred dollars, right? Today, 1870 lira will buy you a hundred dollars. So dollar, so dollar has strengthened six times or lira has weakened six times or to one sixth of its value in five years under Erdogan. And if you see the chart, if you see the data, I will give you the data. It's quite telling because this has been a consistent decline. And while his economy has declined, his inflation has gone up. His monetary, his monetary system has gone for a gone for a six. He has been keeping his own popularity alive by Islamizing more, by talking more of religion, by raising more of sectarian issues. 
we wrote an editorial a 50 word editorial on turkey when india decided to send aid there and a lot of people found it found it insensitive because we said that this also should school turkey on some of the things that erdogan has been doing also vis-a-vis -vis india i agree the timing of that editorial could have been a bit different maybe it was written too early in this cycle or maybe one or two words might have sounded insensitive the fact, however, is that this has been Erdogan's central politics. His central politics, key to his populism, is to try and become the leader of the Islamic world. And that's the reason he's been speaking out at the UN General Assembly on Kashmir, etc., etc., fully in Pakistan's favor. So that is the way he keeps his popularity alive. Otherwise, see what's happening to his country. If you just look at what's happened to his currency over five years, I told you, 2017, I told you, average value of lira, 3.4 to a dollar. 2018, 5.7 to a dollar. Then 2019 again goes up. 2020, 7.01, say 7 to a dollar. So every year, lira's value, in fact, I should make the graph like this. Lira's value to the dollar is coming down. It looks counterintuitive because you might say, oh, if it becomes 3.4 to 7 in two years. So lira lost half its value over two years between 2017 and 2019. So if you plot the value of the lira against the dollar, it has fallen almost vertically year on year. So 3.4 in 2017 average. 5.7 average in 2018-2019, 2020 it comes to 7, 2021 comes to almost 9, 8.89 that's 8.9 which is about 9. Although the lowest value that year was 16.66 but average was 8.89. 2022 the average was 16.57, right? See how rapidly it's declining year on year. The worst was 18.71 and as we speak, I just checked before I started recording, it's 18.86. So that is how bad the economy is in Turkey. But, but, but Erdogan keeps riding his own kind of populism. That momentum is now going to be challenged big time. I also share with you an article from Foreign Policy. It's, it's a very detailed and very touching article in Foreign Policy by Gonul Tol. Gonul Tol is the founder director of Middle East Institute's Turkey program and author of a famous book, Erdogan's War, A Strongman's Struggle at Home and in Syria. She writes about what Erdogan has done in all these years. She says that look, he came into power on the promise of removing corruption, uh, easing up this, easing up that, but what has he done instead? Number one, he centralized power in his own hands. Two, he's hollowed out state institutions. Three, he has played loyalists in key positions. Four, he's wiped out most civil society organizations. Five, he's enriched cronies to create a small circle of loyalists around himself. And the culmination of all these things paved the way for the tragedy that has struck my country. And then reminds us that research shows that quakes kill more in corrupt countries and I told you earlier that I will share some of, the, some of this research with you and these will be links with the description of today's Cut the Clutter. So there is from journal called Hayes, there is an article, The Globalist Notebook by Jake Amtruda, which, which compares the outcome of the earthquakes in Japan, Haiti, New Zealand and China. It's a 2011 article. The big earthquake in Japan, 8.9 I told you on Richter scale. Japan, Haiti, New Zealand and China. And that research shows that in corrupt systems, say Haiti for example, in the more corrupt systems, a lot more people die because there are always nexuses of contractors and the establishment. 
and these contractors become very rich they make the establishment very very rich as well and these two work together so this is the most dangerous cronyism of all particularly when an earthquake strikes so look at one specific turkish example the premier turkish disaster management agency like our ndma for example or ndrf in india that is turkish disaster and emergency management presidency known by the acronym afad afad afad's own headquarters it has a massive headquarters in hatay which has suffered the most damage so because you know this is a big earthquake prone region so afad had a big headquarters a big center in hatay that building itself has been completely reduced to rubble even that building did not follow standards built to withstand earthquakes of this intensity the runway on hatay was again built by a crony on a pre-existing fault on a pre-existing fault in the earth that runway has cracked into two now because because as we told you earlier gods any gods and particularly gods that control our fate when earthquakes strike they don't care about what your power is and how much money you have if you build a runway on top of a fault the runway will crack which is what happened in this case and again turkey for a much richer country than say india i told you five times richer on per capita basis even a country that's quite rich has very poor response to its disasters there was a disaster in a mine in the town of soma on the aegean 787 miners died and remember that came 20 days after just 20 days after erdogan had snuffed out a demand in fact pressure in his parliament to order an inquiry into safety standards in that particular mine 787 people died people have died in forest fires after that the government admitted that they had invested nothing in firefighting aircraft although turkey is so prone to forest fires in fact if you read this article it tells us that afar's budget is much smaller afar's budget the national disaster relief organizations budget is much smaller than a ministry called presidency of religious affairs which mainly which mainly exists to give religious legitimacy to state policies the man in charge of emergency response at afard is a theology graduate with zero experience in any emergency relief operations so again i told you about turkey's falling rankings on transparency internationals uh, rankings global rankings so transparency internationals Turkey head head for Turkey that's Oya Ozarslan she has been quoted as saying that Turkey's ranking is fallen because of an environment enabling corruption and not punishing the guilty now you might say oh you're talking about Turkey 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 what about India so India is not doing that well maybe marginally less worse than Turkey so Turkey is 38 out of 100 India is just a little bit above 40 out of 100 still below the global average and about 15 rankings above Turkey so not great so not great but remember India is a much poorer country and much more crowded country than Turkey and again if you want more evidence that corruption kills there is also a 2008 paper that I'll share with you headline corruption and earthquake destruction observations on events in Turkey Italy and China so please check this out also what's happened in Turkey and Syria is a great tragedy so in Syria the tragedy is compounded because the governance of the country the country's own cohesion is completely shot Syria is a failed broken state but Turkey is not a failed broken state Turkey is a first rate country first rate state with first rate people people who do well all across the world in fact 
Turkish construction companies are famous all over the world. They are doing a lot of construction in India. A lot of the tunneling for our metros, for example, the Atal Tunnel in Kashmir between between Jammu and Srinagar, very very crucial for India. Many other tunnels in the country, highways, pipelines are built by are being built by Turkish Turkish infrastructure companies. in partnership with indian company so turkey is not a basket case country it's just that turkey probably has had a government that's become more and more dictatorial by the year in the past 20 years and dictatorship also breeds a lot of corruption because dictators collect cronies around themselves and very unfortunately it's the people of turkey who are paying the price of it maybe if this sequence of amnesties etc had not taken place and a climate of impunity had not come in maybe some tens of thousands of lives would have been saved